Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. 
Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1 and it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Shea, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. Brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, I'm here with happiness and joy because I'm being given the opportunity to talk to people about the kinds of things that impact our lives now and in the future. We exist in a time where we can no longer sit back and relax. We have to constantly be engaged in conversation and in thought in order for us to make sure that our world is moving in the right direction. We want to be able to talk our way through things and reason things and understand situations so that when these situations repeat themselves, that we are able to rely on our judgment and our experiences to choose the right answers. I want to talk today about having reason and having understanding and how to keep yourself out of issues or situations that might endanger not only your life, but the life of others. We cannot arbitrarily just do things, and we can't be scared of the world around us. Fair 
to make out and uh, figure out whether something is worth undertaking. And what kind of judgment should we make when it comes time to make a decision related to how to respond to people and how they may treat us unfairly and there may not be a resolution to the way they're treating us. Because not responding might be the best option. Uh, I, I saw two stories today, and I want us to talk about both of them. So uh, as people come on, I'll re-share the stories. We have been dealing with 12 soccer players and their coach being trapped in a cavern or cave. Already one diver has died. I'm not sure what the situation is now, but I had heard that it was going to be, this was going to be the day that they were going to try to get the boys out. And I know there's a spirit within us to explore things and and uh, to see things that we've never seen before. But we always need to be careful, especially when we're dealing with children, that we're not putting children in a dangerous situation, one in which may cost them their lives. And so I want to talk today about two situations where lives have been endangered or lives taken because people didn't use reasoning. I sent everybody out a story about a young lady who allowed a friend to borrow some shoes. And at some point, the friend who borrowed the shoes decided that she didn't want to give the shoes back, caused a major uproar between the two individuals. And they got in a fight and failed down some stairs, and one individual the individual who barred the shoes hit her head and she refused to go to the hospital and subsequently by the time she got to the hospital the next day she died. Now her friend is possibly going to be charged with murder. And so when we talk about reasoning you have to ask yourself, is something worth it? Even when you're in the right, you have to ask yourself, is something worth it? And the same thing comes with this coach deciding to take these boys in this cave without uh, someone from that area who knew and understood what the possibilities were or what the dangers were. We have to learn to use reason and understanding and determine what our actions should be or shouldn't be in a given situation. Is it worth it? Was it worth it to take those 12 boys down into that cave without someone's assistance? Well, was it worth it for this girl to get her shoes back? Or was it so important for her to get her shoes back that she was willing to fight her friend for them? You know, and um, we just, you know, that's one of the reasons why 
I say there needs to be a national class or course in humanity because sometimes you have to be able to think of the value of life before you do something. There are all kinds of things in the world that would be great experiences, but is the experiences worth your life? Is the conflict between you and another person worth you getting in a fight over and endangering your life? I used to always tell the inmates in the prison that once you put your hands on somebody, you've given up your control. And you don't know where the end is going to be. And when you go before the judge and you say, well, it was an accident, A life is gone, and someone has to pay the consequences. They're not talking about the the coach paying the consequences because somebody has died, a diver has died, and so now one the at one time the coach was being thought of as a hero. Now they're talking about possibly charging him with some kind of. Uh, charge where he may go to jail. Why we have to learn to use reason. We have to learn to to think things out and determine if something is really worthy of our participation. Uh, Nate, you were the first one on. You know, that coach might have thought he was doing something that was going to be a good experience for those kids, but it seems that he didn't really think it out. And here you have a young lady who's about to go to jail, who probably never gone to jail before, over some pumps that were less than $20. And now she's killed a friend. And she now is going to be facing jail. You know, what is your thought about the importance of using common sense and reason when you decide to do things? First of all, good, uh, good evening, everybody. Um, you know, you make you make a lot of uh, valid points. And um, touching on the first story um, with with, with this uh, soccer team in the cave, um, I know that the uh, coach didn't mean no harm and putting the kids at risk or anything like that. But the key word here is risk. And one of the things that the military has taught us to do before we do anything, we need to do a risk assessment. You know, we need to write out all the dangers and right out the contingency if we run up on the dangers and stuff like that. So it, it would have been a good idea for him to do a risk assessment and ask himself, uh, is it even worth to uh, put those kids in there? Because I know he had no idea that those those caves will, will fill up fill up, uh, fill up up like that. But he would have known that if he would have did a risk assessment or gotten somebody, uh, like you said, who knows those know that area, area pretty good. Um, I know he's sorry because I've seen the news earlier today, and he's he, you know he wrote he written an apology letter and everything like that. So he has a a burden on him. No, and I don't know if he even know that that it was a a diver, which was a, a Navy SEAL from Taiwan, um, that died. And now they, what they're trying to do now as for a rescue mission is send two divers down at a time and bring it back to um, they send it down um, air equipment to. Um, uh, and on um, to the to the to the to the team and bringing two up at a time, but the fear is is that since the kids are tired and worn out and inexperienced swimmers, they they don't know that's going to work or not. But that is the main plan now. 
So that right there alone, with all that, and now they're talking about, you know, he may he, he, uh, charging him. I don't know if charging him is the way to go. Is he responsible? Yes, he made a decision to take the team down there and everything. I don't know if charging him is the way to go because it was something that it just happened. You know, if the rain wouldn't have filled, filled a ton up, this wouldn't even be an issue. But at the same time, he did a risk assessment. Now, as for the the um, the other one, I mean, friends fight all the time about the dumb and stupid things. You know, that's what they do at the same time. And fighting over shoes, it was a dumb thing. I know they probably had no intention to hurt each other. But unfortunately, somebody did die behind it. And the young lady refused to get medical treatment. That's a decision that she made. And I know her friend probably going to have to spend the rest of her life that my friend died because we got in a fight over the stupidest thing in the world. Them shoes can be replaced, but your friend can't be. And now that you may face charges behind that, that's the thing to think about. Sometimes, even though we are right about something, it doesn't mean we have to push the issue of being right. Sometimes it's just best to let stuff go and be quiet. I mean, plenty of times. I've been in a, in a write about things, but I asked myself about this question, is it even worth taking it to this level? I remember one time I, I, um, uh, I was in the reserves before I went active duty. I was in a, at a, I worked a job at a sock factory, and um, they were hiring everybody around me, and I was the hardest worker. And everybody asked me why I didn't get hired, and I let the talk get to me. And finally, I called myself blown up at the, uh, at, at, at the supervisor. Now, I was writing what I was saying, but I was wrong in how I did it, and I didn't take the time to think about just letting it die down and take a peaceful way out of it. Instead, I wound up running my mouth. Instead of even being that part-time, they got rid of me the next day because I, I was causing trouble and everything like that. But if I just took the time to think about, let me just keep my mouth closed, let me just chill, and let me see how this thing's going to work out, then, you know, I would have been still at that particular time, still had a job in place, but because I didn't take the time to think and to use common sense and ask myself what's the consequences of my actions before I even went there, I would never have had lost that job. So we do have to take the time to think about these questions and everything. I know people say in the heat of the moment, uh, you got to think about, I don't care. I've been in a situation and all right, where there was always in the heat of the moment issue, but you still have to take, ask yourself that question, what if? Take the time to ask yourself that question. What if, if you could take the time to ask that, that means you could take time to think. Thank you, James. Yeah, Joyce, you know, we we have to see the value in reasoning and making the right decision at the right time. But so often we're in a world where flying off the handle is the way that people respond to things or making quick judgments. Here you have a coach for whatever reason, decided to go into a caved area uh, that he wasn't familiar with and not get somebody to assist him uh, in terms of who was familiar with the place. And so, uh, and again, another story where uh, just going, just saying, okay, you know, waiting for a better day to have the discussion about getting your shoes and now you got a sense of a mother has been killed or has died, and a, a friend is now facing murder charges. So it, reasoning is a very valuable tool in being human. 
and allowing yourself to really think out the kinds of things that could happen as a result of your misjudgment. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, as far as the first situation is concerned, um, it was known and it was stated today that this was not uh, the coach's first time uh, taking the kids in the cage for exploratory services. I think he was dominated because he did not access the, the, the weather, but I, I'm assuming that the rain came out of nowhere and it filled the cave up and he had never been in the situation because the, the coach, the, the, his coach, indicated that he was never aware that he had previously even done it, previously. As far as the second situation, I agree with Nate as far as uh, they, they threw food and they get into the situation all the time. I'm not for sure whether or not this young lady should be held for, for murder, uh, any cause of it, because uh, uh, apparently uh, they had a fight. The situation yeah. was resolved in a way where she chose not to go. But I think her situation, sadly enough, uh, happened similar to Denise Richards. If anyone remember her, that was the, that was the actress, the movie star who went skiing in, in um, uh, uh, Denver, was it? Um, was well, she Colorado, and she took a terrible fall, and uh, she went and uh, went to sleep thinking that she was okay, and she refused to go get medical attention, and the next day she died. Uh, that could easily happen. Uh, it happened to me in my situation when I got hurt, hurt at work. Uh, uh, my head snapped and hit the cement floor. Uh, it's not that I didn't get attention because I didn't want to. It's that my my supervisor and them, they tried to ignore it if it was no big deal. But luckily enough, and when I came home, I went into a dead sleep. And my husband, he worked real late that night. And when he came home, he said that, and I told him, wow, I was so exhausted. And I told him what had happened to me. And he said he knew something was wrong by the way that I parked the car. So at that time, I, I did uh, call my um, employer, which they were so upset that that store did not do the uh, the necessary uh, when a person gets injured in uh, emergency situation. So the, the least way you think that it's no big deal, it could have been serious because when you do have a big head injury such as what she did, you know, you should get a medical attention and you shouldn't even go to sleep, you know. So I'm not right. sure whether or not per se that she would be considered, it, it, it would be totally her fault because I think that a lot of times you think it's no big deal, which possibly the young lady, her friend probably thought that, and she who did the pushing probably thought that too, and after she refused to, to say that uh, she wasn't going to get any medical attention because she felt that she was okay, you know, and okay, just like what Denise Richards thought she was. If you guys remember that case, it was very heartbreaking uh, that uh, that's what happened to her. You know, she refused after she took a head injury from skin and the whole bit, and uh, the next day that she was dead. So that's what happened with trauma to the head. Regardless what type of trauma you should immediately, regardless whether you think you're okay or not to seek that head injury, you know, uh, medical attention. But as far as that, that coach, stupid, stupid. First of all, you did something without even getting the permission of an, another adult, you know, uh, my child going into mm -hmm. a cave. You know, he did not even think about what if. Sure, he did it 
prior to a couple of times before. That's why I think he felt so comfortable in doing the exploratory. And then you got to look at a certain type of people. They like that, that living on the edge like that. To me, you know, they like climbing and, uh, you know, doing these dives and crazy, stupid stuff. Even here in Phoenix, the temperature is over 110 degrees. You got fools still want to climb the, the mountain with no water. Stupid. You know, but people need to start thinking and, and valuing life and think about a situation. I think we're living in a society that everybody want to thrill, but they don't, they, they're not willing to, to analyze uh, what if prior to the thrill just to make news. This, it doesn't make any sense to me. Thank you. understand the value of life and how to get over things without making life more complicated. And to me, uh, I have taken a bunch of students to a lot of different places, and I always wanted to err on caution. And that was one of the reasons why we stayed in a lot of different hotels and we did a lot of different activities, but swimming was never one of them. Because people always want to uh, tell you that they know how to swim and um, over-exaggerate their ability. So I always said I was never going to call a parent. On a, and I went on trips for over 10 years taking young people. But I said I'd never call a parent and tell them that their child died or drowned. Mm-hmm. And the reason was because swimming was not a requirement. We were going on those trips for educational reasons, to visit colleges and to see what the college lifestyle was like. And so here this man is taking these 12 kids and take them into a place where I just feel like he was ill-equipped. Uh, Ten kids with one adult is just not enough, and it doesn't seem like it was well thought out. And the other situation is, again, not using common sense and reasoning. Why are you fighting over some kids or whatever they cost? They didn't, shouldn't have cost a, a person their lives or a, a child, uh, a mother. And so now you have somebody who very well may be charged with murder. Good evening, and how's everyone doing? Um, I think that Nate and Joyce made some valid points you know, when they um, talked about each one of the situations. Um, You know, we say common sense is common, but not everybody uses it. Mm. And and these cases, you know, with with the friends, sometimes you can be right, but you don't have to, be aggressive with being right, meaning that although they were her shoes, and if somebody wants to fight me for my shoes, I'll throw my hands up and it's like, you could have them. It ain't worth it, you know, or I'll get to the point where I'll walk away from it. Now, I don't know, you know, if the shoes was the beginning of something that escalated um, with more conversation about some other things that may have been going on with the two of them. But, you know, I'm with um, Nate and Joyce as well. I don't know if the girl should 
have really, um, one should be charged with murder or whatever the charge may be, and this friend wasn't using much common sense, you know, because when we have children, we don't just think about ourselves. We have to think about them too. You know, I want to be here for them. And it can be nothing, but let me just get it checked out anyway. Um, And that's just using common sense. We're not thinking. And this situation, for the ages that these young ladies were, first of all, they not set an example because I heard, I see with one of them, had four children and was only 21 years old. So, I mean, that's not setting an example. Um, That situation has um, a few more questions, you know, also involved because I can't see a person getting that physical just about the shoes. I think the shoes might have been the start of it. That may have been um, conversation that was thrown back and forth till it got to a fist fight. But with me, I'm not going to even stay around long enough for the physical um, or even getting into a verbal argument about some shoes. You know, you got to where you place in value at. And, you know, just like they mentioned about the coach, it should have been numerous people that should have been aware, and he should have did a little bit more investigation, although he may have done it before, but he may not have done it based upon different situations that occur. And Rain was one of them one of them. So in doing something like that where you have the responsibility of other individuals, research is definitely in order. So I just don't think that he did um, best judgment as far as what he did and how he went about um, doing it. You know, you want to definitely get permission then you also want to investigate. Okay, if nothing happens, that's good. But know the consequences. If something do, if this occurs, this will happen. But and also put other people on alert because if they know that they have not had any communication with you over a period of time, they know where you are. They know what's going on. They know to get help. So. Um, and neither one of the situations, common sense, was really used. And I can't, you know, we are, we are fast to act and very, very slow to research and to, you know, and to hear out something. Or just to say, look, I know I'm right, but I'm not going to deal with this, and I'm going back to the young ladies, I'm not going to deal with this in a matter of proving to have to prove myself just being right. You could have it as far as I'm concerned. So I just think in that case something else started escalating throughout the night because you know how when we say it's not about that, it's about some other things, but that's the thing that really starts it all off. Yeah, but you have to, uh, and we're going to the Just a moment. And so in both of these situations, 
coach needed to look beyond the moment. You take it easy for dog paying areas. And you need uh, to have, you know, a, somebody who is very aware of the situation and knows the ins and outs of what it is to do with the kind of equipment that you might need. You don't endanger 12 children. Good evening, everybody. And uh, James, you know, I I, I want to touch on the uh, something that you said during the first part of the uh, opening talk, <clears throat> and that was about the um, the uh, the the fact that uh, humanity should be a um, a curriculum in school that that that's mandatory um, because. Um, when you talk about uh, assessing life situations, uh, uh, humanities is, is, is a part of that uh, is a part of that course. Um, why that isn't a mandatory class I, I, is, is mind-boggling to me. Um, uh, the only reason I could think that it's not mandatory in the school system here in America is because uh, the prison systems would would not be as, as occupied as they are if this class was part of the mandatory c- curriculum. Um, you know, uh, case in point, when you uh, spoke about when you were the chaperone and uh, on, on this trip, and and swimming was not part of the uh, itinerary. But, you know, when people are put in a situation like that being chaperone, and when popular demand uh, want to sway your your uh, rightful thinking, some people will say, well, y'all go ahead and swim, but just be careful. But uh, I want to commend you of uh, standing up and being the parent that has assessed the situation where – you wasn't. You're not going to make the call to a parent and say that somebody drowned on your watch. See, the person in charge that's able to assess situations has to be the person to really stand up and 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 not give in to popular demand. So you know, when it comes down to um, altercations and a person that has not had the luxury. Of um, being a part of a humanity class like I was when in high school, uh, and and it was uh, it wasn't a mandatory class. It was uh, either humanities, homemade, or woodshop back in those days, and uh, and I chose I chose humanities, uh, not even knowing what that was. Come on, so look, okay, uh, so um, you know, so when it comes when we look at the broader picture of what we're dealing with in society today. 
we can even say that the election of Donald Trump was not assessed very well. Uh, the person that the people that put him in office uh, just gave in to popular demand. They really didn't assess that situation because if they had, they had they look at all the the tea leaves, if you will, it it, uh, it just wouldn't have added up. So, um, yeah, we got to be uh, we got to do a better job of um, trying to get the idea over that we have to pay more attention. And, and 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 having things been well thought out before we try to play them out, because again, now popular demand, and especially with the younger generation, now popular demand wants you to fight, and we understand that. Uh, uh, in the younger generation, uh, being called a punk is critical to them. That's right. That's right. Uh, being punked out is critical to them. And so there is there is no other option but to fight. If 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 peers around this situation gonna call you a punk, uh, you ain't a man. Oh, they will they will lose their head over that right there. So it's critical that we uh, change that way of thinking. Go ahead. A valuable part of, of what change? You know, I'm I'm really sorry. I'm not hearing you very well, so I'll um I'll just I'll just listen tonight. I did hear the story and see the story, and I just I thought it was ridiculous. And I think that there were some underlying things there 
for it to go to that extent. Um, and if I'm, I'm hearing you right, if you are a, a reasonable individual, you would not put yourself in that um, in that type of situation. And to be very honest with you, if you're a mother of four, um, you don't. The only kind of shoes you need are house shoes. You don't need to be going anywhere. All you need to be doing is taking care of those children and making sure you're not getting any more. I'm sorry, James. Who are you talking to? Uh, Regina. All right, let's go back to Nate. Nate, how important is it when someone experiences that you may uh, endanger their lives, you just want them to see that they get life and peace from? Well, like for any time um, we did anything, we always had to do a risk assessment, whether we're going to an open field or, or a harsh environment or it's hot. We always write down what was the risk was and what 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 to do if we ran into any situations and anything like that. And um, even, even if it got too hot, you know, we, we categorized the heat in, in uh, different categories. If it got like what we call uh, heat cat five, we would unblock our boots. And things like that. So you always, anytime you were to do anything, regardless what level, whether it was military, civilian, um, Boy Scout, YMCA, well, you have to do a risk assessment. Even if you just come around in the van, if there are no seat belts, um, do we have fire extinguishers? You always have to think ahead and plan ahead, and plan, especially if you're the one in charge, because ultimately it's going to be your responsibility and everything. So you can't go into a situation when you're in charge of saying, Something saying you don't know, and then and uh, you made a um uh, a great example of uh, having more than one person around, when, especially when it comes to kids, having more than one adult around because you need to have other responsible uh, people around you too that that can help with contingencies or be aware or be more mindful of situations. It, it just gets to get out of hand because. Because, like I said, in that situation with the, with with, with the uh, uh, cave, I I don't know if this. I mean, is, uh, let me ask you this question before I go into further. Is, is the coach is the only adult there? Yeah, he's the only adult. 
See, see, that's that's the point I'm making. If he would have had another adult with him or two or three other adults with him, would they still would have went in there? Would somebody would have said, "Hey, I don't think this is a good idea," or anything like that? Because because the thing with him is that he went in there because he'd done it before, and that's the thing about it. One thing that we use this term in Iraq and Afghanistan, we have a sign on the road that says "complacency kills." He got complacent, and because he done done it before and everything like that, so we have to be mindful that hey, because something didn't happen one time. That does not mean it, it cannot happen. So we have to have a mind of asking that question, that, that, that question, what if? What if this happens? What if that happens? And everything like that. And because and if you would have took the time, because we would not do anything. We would not go on any missions unless we we had to submit a written risk assessment. And when we have a briefing, that risk assessment will come up in a briefing on uh, what, what to look for, what's going on, uh, what are the risks, and these are our contingency plans. So every mission we went on had a risk assessment written out to let us know to be mindful on uh, what the risk is at hand. So anytime we do anything, uh, we we need we need to do a risk assessment, especially when it involving children and involving hiking or or just something you know we normally don't do. We need to do a risk assessment, and if it's something that we do do, we still need to have a risk assessment because we get complacent. Thank you, James. Understanding of the terrain uh, that you you, you want to take somebody with you who has an understanding of the terrain. Uh, you don't even go to a city. You shouldn't even come to Orlando and really uh, dilly on all the streets of Orlando just because they tell you it's a tourist destination. But I have some understanding of what part of Orlando you're going to, and we're nowhere near. The, the murder capital of the United States. But you just don't take a risk of getting children involved of going into an area that their lives may be in danger. I'm sorry, I was on mute. I was talking, and I'm I'm so sorry. But you, you're exactly right. Not only that is that uh, he was in the wrong when he did not get the permission from the parent to explore, regardless whether he had done it before or not. Uh, he failed them as a coach. He failed the parents as being their leaders, as a mentor, because my thing is is that you were coaching their athletics. You had no business taking them under no tunnels, exploratory, uh, anything without their permission. My thing is is that when I turn my kid over to you, I would like to have some type of overview as to what to expect from the time they leave until the time you return them back in my possession. So uh, I think that uh, he know he's in the wrong for him to indicate that he apologizing the way that he is. But my thing is, is that let's not put the blame until those kids are back on solid ground where they need to be. One thing I do give him credit for being smart enough to take them to higher ground because actually that many days they really thought everybody was dead. In other words, that he did use some type of uh, uh, intelligence for being in that situation to have common sense to move them toward a situation where they, they had uh, safe 
safe ability until they were found. Um, I just pray because uh, what is in front of them, they're running out of oxygen in that cave at this point. And uh, the evacuation that a lot of the young kids, they don't even know how to swim. And then some of them going to panic. So uh, we got to really put out a lot of prayers until they all come back, hopefully, that they all get out of the cave safely. kind of jeopardy, and the situation is that we want these to learn to grow up to be adults and have the opportunity to have all kinds of different experiences, but yet they're finding themselves in a very dire situation. You know, one thing that came to my mind was, you know, everybody kept asking the question, was he the only adult? And for that amount of children you would think that, here again is common sense, that you would need more adults. And if you had more adults, even if they got into this situation, you know, we always say two heads is better than one. So where one person wasn't thinking logically, another person would have stepped in. So he didn't even have everything relied on him himself. So he took on something much greater than what he should have ever taken on. First of all, not having the permission of the parents. Second of all, Mm -hmm. it's too many children for one adult. And even if you've had, you know, previous experience, um, I just say, you know, a lot of times, and we do this every day, you know, it was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. And that's where we come in when we say, you know, two heads is better than one. Somebody is going to be thinking um, different from you and maybe thinking something that you may not have even thought of. You know, and that's beyond him taking the necessary and proper steps to have taken this on. Um, You know, this is if he got into it. If he had somebody else with him, that's all of those things, you know, even without the permission. You know, it's always better to not to totally rely on yourself for everything, especially when other people are involved. Now, that's if you wanted to do it and it's on you, then that's different. But when you have the lives of other individuals, that's a whole nother ball ballgame. Uh, if you think about that as an adult, and you know, we got all kind of um, Boy Scout leaders and Girl Scout leaders and, and people who really want to help children to become adults. But why would you select something that could be risky? Uh, I don't think children should be deciding whether or not they want to take on a risk uh, that might cost them their, their, their lives. Just like Cheryl said, if you want to take on risks and climb Mount Everest and all those kind of things, when you're an adult, that's one thing. But trying to do those things when you're a child and, uh, and, and following behind one adult is totally different. Well, um, you know, I think it's important uh, for, for adults, you know, to, to give yourself the title of an adult. 
is easy. Um, to have the, the experience of being an adult, it's a whole different thing. And my point in saying that is, you know, a lot of times when people want to take on the role of chaperoning other people, uh, they fall into the trap of trying to be liked at the same time. And so when you try, when you fall into the trap of trying to be liked and trying to be a part of the clique, if you will, um, then that's when um, the chaperone loses their strength as the chaperone and as the adult because you're trying to be a part of. And so when you do that now, and that that, that brings to mind of me of uh, of deforming the parent of what his intention was. Uh, he was probably trying to surprise them or trying to give them uh, something different than what the, than what was planned. But you know, when you're the chaperone and you are the adult. Then you have to hold, you have to stand fast and 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 hold your ground, and not and again not to give in to popular demand. Popular man want to do this. Popular man, popular demand don't want to do that. We want to do this, and and so if you're not strong in your conviction of what you're there for, yeah, you would give in, and and then that will put you in in a compromised situation. Yeah, I'm here. Here, yeah. Um, it's you know you you make a you make a a, a valid point because I would never go anywhere without um uh, letting, letting, letting letting people know where I'm at. First of all, I wouldn't even done that without like everybody else was saying tonight. Um, without 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 the permission. First of all, I wouldn't have anybody's permission. Second of all, I wouldn't even done anything like that with that many. Um, kids by myself and in, in anything, and I definitely wouldn't have went in there with the proper equipment. Without without the proper equipment, these are the things that you have to consider in doing something like that. Because just like you said, I don't want to be that person. I'm not going. Matter of fact, let me rephrase. I'm not going to be that person to tell you something happened to your kid on my watch. Something I could have prevented. Something I could have controlled. When he went into that cave, he was under under control of the, of the elements. The elements was in command, not him. So he lost that bat, uh, fight right off, right off the bat and everything. Like I said, I know his intention was for not be, those things not to happen. But at the same time, why would you take that many kids in there by yourself? You cannot handle a rescue 
that side by yourself or emergency by yourself. So, I mean, he he was wrong for the simple fact of the matter is, is trying to handle that minute by himself and not having the proper equipment or anything. And he bases off his once, his one or two time experience. That's not enough experience to go in there. And then when he did go in there, did he take that minute in there before? You know, and if he did, he, he he was a fool for doing that because you're doing something that you're not even trained or qualified to do. And if he didn't go in there by himself, he still was a fool for going in there because he still wasn't trained or qualified to do it. So there's 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 a whole lot to um, uh, to pick from this, but he just should have just used common sense and tell himself this is not a good idea and I shouldn't have done it. Thanks, James. Well, I'm, I'm sure with their laws, he's going to be held accountable. There's no no doubt about that. Um, mm-hmm. And um, in that particular area, see, they have like here we have monsoon where they come out of nowhere and they do major damage, major damage. It can become so much and he can do it less than 15 minutes. And that's the type of environment that he lives in. And that was the type of environment that he put those kids in that type of situation. That storm came out of nowhere. And when that storm came up, the, the, the water just started rising so much. And, and the deadly, sad situation is going to happen again. It's that time of the season mm-hmm. where those rains come up like that. Here in Arizona, we had monsoon, but on the east side, they get it worse than than we do up north. We up north, but on the east side, oh, my God, it, it did so much damage. They call fire, uh, the storm, you can't see, and it, it's, it's deadly, and you're taking a, a chance when you get in that situation, particularly when you're driving, because a lot of people don't know what to do. They say pull over, turn your lights out, do not put your feet on the brakes. What do you think a lot of people do when they pull over? They put their feet on the brake so the people that's coming behind them thinking that they're still driving and all of a sudden, boom, it's devil season. It's that type of season where those storms come out of nowhere. And unfortunately, he got caught up in a situation he definitely wasn't thinking. And like I say, that his coach had no idea that he had done it before. So he felt real comfortable in doing that, and he took a chance with Mother Nature. And just like Nate said that – uh, his game plan, he didn't have a plan B. My thing is when you're dealing with kids, I don't care how many, one, two, three grandkids, you always got to have a plan B and you always have to have be thinking. What if? In a good situation, and what are you going to do if that situation turns sour? Thank you. Right. Kinds of things, Cheryl, that you don't you, you require. That's why that man, he 
that construction person is going to jail or is in, in criminally charged because it's his fault. It wasn't the parents' fault because they were relying on him to make sure that slide was safe. And so when, when people rely on others and they have a reasonable expectation... Uh, um, I had to take... Um, let me pass on this question right here. Okay. Uh, Nate, don't you, do you remember that the, the deal with the boy flying off the um, world's tallest water slide? Uh, I'm not familiar with that story, uh, but I know I, I wouldn't have put nobody on nothing that dangerous. I wouldn't have done it. Right.
I never had no good sports media network. They're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You hear so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. Uh, I want to go back and hope that um, Regina can, I hope that she can hear me a little better. Maybe there's something wrong with my phone. Um, you're not the only complaint about what's on your mind and what's your final thoughts with it. Um, let's see what's on my mind. Um, continued prayers. My neighborhood where I'm president, we are still um, under investigation for the eight fires that have occurred within my immediate neighborhood. Um, one of the fires has a death attached to it. And um, we have every every agency involved. We sit between a major highway and a brand new um, billion-dollar neighborhood stadium that's being built. And so, of course, you know, there comes the speculations, and we... We're, our statistics are always being used to receive federal funding, but the federal funding never seems to make it to our neighborhood. So <clears throat> we are we are on edge. We have folks literally sitting on their porches with with baseball bats and guns because the fires seem to start somehow at night. And that's what's going on here, so that's why I've been extremely busy, uh, just trying to, to make it through the neighborhood and sit with some of the elderly people and keep them calm, and in addition to, you know, going through the things that I'm going through in my own life. But we know that this is going to be the beginning of a fantastic life for our neighborhood. We know that something positive is going to come out of this situation. Is it under the, are you all under the belief that it is racist? You know, um, sometimes you want to apply a, a racist label to things and you're so busy looking past what's right there in front of you. So it's it, things are not always just cut and dry racist. It's just that opportunity presents itself. For instance, um, uh, people air property and people leave and don't come back and try to rebuild on that air property or try to take care of that air property. Um, we're not prepared to go and purchase homes and purchase purchase land. So people see an opportunity and they swoop in on it. And sometimes when they swoop, they're not just with with what they're doing; they're they're stealing mm. and not mm. you know offering fair market value. And when people stand still, they figure, well, let's put a little fear into them. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes you think it's a it's the white man doing it, but when you have you have a, a lot of African Americans in power, yeah, you really can't put your finger on who's doing it. Exactly, Thus, the investigation is yeah. and, and believe it or not, now a lot of times when I go places like even at night. Uh, an old friend of mine who very has a very dominating presence about himself goes with me. So mm-hmm. um, it's 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 strong I, here in Colombia. I understand that, Regina, and my heart goes out, and I pray, and I know exactly what you're talking about because a lot of times some of your Afro-Americans, that's how come we as a people cannot really uh, maneuver like some of the other ones who come over and and really, really, really get ahead. You see all Mm -hmm. these uh, different restaurants and from uh, Mm -hmm. uh, these other minorities, uh, and everybody step up because we're so busy and we're so eager. Once we get power, we we don't want to pull up the other person, uh, have them to stand next to you and show them what you did so they can do it to get Yes, yes. We a jealousy yes. race. And, and we, that's why we're not where we, where we should be. And we, and we fight against each other. And that power you be careful because, like I say, a lot of times it ain't the white man. It's the, the, the brother who got it, but they want, they're so greedy they want more. And they're willing to step on the toes of the, the, the young, the, under, the, the adults the seniors, to do whatever it is to do to get it, and they're not in your corner. So then you got to hold them accountable too. You see what I'm saying? You got to call no, them out right. and hold them accountable as well. It's a task, but, you know, you guys are good. Like you say that something good is going to happen to it. I know that in my hometown, uh, when I go back, it's kind of sad because all the elderly uh like my parents and stuff who love to keep up the community and they're blocking the whole bit. A lot of the young people, they coming in and they don't want that type of property, but you know what the, the, the what they're doing in is a part of the, it's not the city, but the people who know how to maneuver with the city, they buy that property and they get it for little or nothing. You see what I'm saying? And um, that you have to protect and you got to teach the other ones what type of an investment land is. Land is an investment. You see, but we got to work together as as a unit, and we got to work together as a race, and I think that's where we're liking. And uh, like Dee was saying today, you want to give up, you don't want to give up, but you get tired. You get so tired because you know a lot of them just don't get the memo, you know. But we got to keep addressing it and keep putting the memo out there until their light bulb come on. So that's what you continue to do, and my prayers are definitely with you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll find the word is that we, we, we got to pay attention, and uh, we got to pay attention way more so because I tell you what, what is going on with this trade war, things are finna get tight. But we as a black society, that's one thing that we can always claim that we are, our survival. We know how to maneuver, and we know how to deal and live on a little bit of nothing. But all those people who voted for Trump, they finna hit them in the pocketbook, all those farmers in the whole bit, they're the one that's finna hurt because we know how to make make ends meet. And that's what we're moving into the era of making ends meet. So heads up and it's going to get tough. All right. Um, 
Cheryl, your final Well, one thing with me is is that um I've been in prayer a lot about um the things that's been happening to our young children. They're helpless and the homes okay. that they're living in is so unstable mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, they got young ones where they cursing the parents out. And I'm talking about babies. And the parents are not, they're not ready to be a parent. But they, and some of them just don't know how. And they think that because they love them, that's enough. But it's not, I've been seeing them being abused, I've seen them, you know, I just read an article where the grandmother of, um, the mother of somebody whose daughter had a baby at 15, I don't know if the little girl knew she was pregnant, but she had it on the sidewalk, and the mother threw the baby down. Um, Infant, I mean, I don't understand, you know, what it is, but they're so, they're falling by the wayside, and there are more of them out there than we really could imagine. They're being killed by and being raped by boyfriends and um, babysitters, and um, you know it it just puts you in fear of these young helpless children, and they a lot of this run into the ages of two and three year olds and escalate as they go up in age. And this is what we're bringing into the world, hurt. You know, a hurt bunch of people that will be the ones that be hard, they'll be hard, and it wouldn't phase them with the killing and, the, you know, in the altercations and those things. So, um, you know, I just plead, if you know something and you know a child being abused, don't turn your head. You know, report it, because we are the voices for them. And I understand that they love their parents, you know, but sometimes love is not enough when there's um, abuse that's going on or whatever kind of abuse that's going on. So um, that's one of thing that has been, you know, really bothering me. And, um, I mean, I've just been seeing articles after articles of just being abused, you know, children being abused. And we wonder how they get to that point when they get a little bit older. Well, we have to look at the background, and we have to be the voices for them. If we see something, it's better to investigate it, you know, than to ignore it. And that that's just my um, opinion. So, you know, with that being said, whatever we're doing, we can always do more. And the truth be told, abused people are to abuse others. And, we, we, you know, we need to give children a chance and, and give them an opportunity and to help them not fall prey uh, to anybody. And that means parents, teachers. Uh, whoever, uh, children need to be protected. Uh, Nate, your final thought? 
Mm-hmm. My final thoughts is just let's not uh, forget our past. You know, let's not forget our struggle, our history, and everything. And let's not forget who we are as a people. You know, let's honor those who came before us, and let's keep the standard of those who came before us. Thank you. All right. I want to just thank all of you for your continued support. We'll be back on the air at 8.30 tomorrow. Uh, We'll be here so that our voices can be heard. We want to talk about whatever is is out there and whatever uh, needs our attention. Uh, And I thank you for calling in and being available to share your your thoughts uh, with us. And we look forward to others of you who are out there to call in to be new callers. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...